This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Good morning. Good to see you here. If you're watching live stream, we're glad you're with us. Uh, if you need a Bible, why don't you get your hand up real high. Our ushers would gladly get you one. We'll begin this morning in uh, Matthew chapter 22. Matthew 22. Ooh, I get all wrung out today. And a trail of Kleenexes everywhere I've been today. Just the goodness of God. And weep in his presence. So let the Holy Spirit clean you out. Well, bless all of you again. I'm glad you're here today. We're on our series here. We've been talking about the things with the fast, but I believe there's things in our lives that we all need to get in order so God can move. And I promise you within the next week or two, we're going to change on where we're headed because I believe God wants to fill in some labels for every one of us to help us to move forward in 2022. Again, we'll begin in the book of Matthew chapter 22. So to set the table a little bit, every one of us in here, there's times in our lives we struggle. Sometimes we have a hard time getting past uh, failures. We allow grief and shame to just kind of overtake us at times. And I want you to know today that um, struggles, grief, failures, shame, they don't have to be your identity, okay? That we serve a God who's still a big God who loves to do extreme makeovers. And so our God is still in the business of renovating and our God is still in the business of restoration. So we'll hit this today, and I believe God's going to speak to you through the Word of God. Uh, Matthew chapter 22, verse 36. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Now, this was viewed from a religious expert, and if you've ever studied the Jewish customs, there was over 600 laws. But what he asked right now, he said, Lord... Tell us what the greatest is. In other words, what, what's the granddaddy of them all? What's the big one? And the Lord Jesus said in verse 37, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. But he doesn't stop there. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So on all the, are these two commands, it, it pegs all the law right here. So when we read what Jesus said here, he, he summed up all the moral obligations in the word love. And it was expressed in a, in a twofold way, to God and to our neighbor. Now what we must understand about this right here, you, you cannot fulfill the commandment of loving God without obeying the commandment to love your neighbor. So it's important we know that. But there's something that gets hidden in verse 39 that I want you to see here today, okay? So we back up to verse number 39. And the Lord Jesus said, and the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You shall love your neighbor in the same way that you love yourself. And so the way I love myself, it, it affects or it even impacts the way I love other people. And so when he says here, you're to love yourself, this is not in a, in a uh, selfish way, this is not in a narcissistic way, this is not in a materialistic way. 
when he said we're to love our neighbor as ourselves, what begins to happen is when I give my heart to Jesus, his love on the inside of me, uh, his love on the inside of us starts changing the way we view ourselves. And, and I'm able to love myself in a godly way, in a godly manner. But what I find often is that the reason people can't love their neighbors themselves, they don't love themselves at all. And the reason they don't love themselves is because they've not been able to forgive themselves. And because I can't forgive myself of the, the shames, the, the, the griefs, the things I've done, the secrets in my life, I never can fulfill this. Now, turn with me back to your right just a little bit to the book of Acts chapter 13. And so what begins to happen is because all the failures in my life, I judge myself unworthy. I'm unworthy to love other people because I don't even like myself. Acts chapter 13. We'll begin there in verse 42. So when the Jews went out of the synagogue, that was after a service, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. So they said, come back next week. We want to hear the word of God again. Verse 43. Now when the congregation had broken up, many of the Jews and devout proselytes, ones who had converted, they followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them, persuading them to continue in the grace of God. Now when he says to continue in the grace of God, it's important that we understand this, that God's desire for us is we learn to grow in the grace of God and we learn to live by his grace. When you go back and you look in the Old Testament, they were instructed to live by the letter of the law. Well, it was proven that they couldn't obey it. So you know what God says? God says, I'm gonna put a grace upon them. You know what grace is? The acronym of grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. So when we talk about the grace of God, it's an empowering from God. But it's free. I can't earn it. I, I just begin to welcome his grace. Think about the old, old hymn, Amazing Grace. God's grace is still amazing, okay? His grace is there to help us, all right? So they said, we gotta learn to grow in this area of grace. Verse 44. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together. Now, I want you to think about what he just said here. The next week arrived and almost the whole city came together. You know what that is? That's revival. That's revival. Do you know the, the root word that makes up revival is the word revive? God wants to revive. He wants to revive in here even today. And so the entire city almost showed together. Now, I want you to see what draws people to revival. They came together to hear the word of God. The word of God must be preached. It must not be watered down. It must not be compromised. 
And this is what happens is when society, a group of people begin to look and say, we're not what we should be. There's some areas in our life that are really, really lacking that we've got to hear the word of God. So the whole city comes to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitude, they were filled with envy and contradicting and blasphemy, and they opposed the things spoken by the apostle Paul. Wow. The religious didn't like it. They opposed it. And oftentimes that's what begins to happen when revival takes place. And so they stand against Paul. Now watch what happens here in verse 46. Then Paul and Barnabas, they grew bold. They didn't shrink. They didn't pull away from the the full truth of the word of God. They grew bold. And they said it was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. Now it's interesting, he's talking to the Jews and he said that the best thing that could have happened to you was the word of God was spoken to you. So Paul right here again, he's revealing what happens when people begin to hear the word of God. And not only do I hear the word of God, I I welcome the word of God. And when I welcome the word of God, I start living by the word of God. And when that happens with any human being, something on the inside starts working on the outside. And man, there's huge changes in people's lives. A couple of you are excited. Keep reading. The word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you reject it. Now this can happen for every one of us in this house right now. God gives us the ability as human beings with a self-will. That I can reject the word of God just what they did. So he said first of all you reject it. And the very next word is and. Now watch the and. And judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, then we turn to the Gentiles. So not only did they reject the word of God, it said they judged themselves unworthy for receiving it. How many times have we judged ourselves unworthy? And when I read this right here, God, God didn't keep them from doing it. The devil didn't keep them from doing it. Sin didn't keep them from doing it. They judge themselves unworthy. I'm not good enough or I don't deserve it. And so when we look at this, how many people in this house right now do we live under I'm unworthy? Does being unworthy, does it impact my relationship with God? And so when I judge myself in this way, I judge myself as unworthy. This isn't new to the Bible. So could it be the reason I can't love my neighbor like I love myself is because I don't even like myself. I hate myself. I don't like who I am. I don't like what I've become. Now, this isn't new right here. And so what the enemy does within every one of us, 
he begins to whisper condemnation. He, he begins to, to whisper self-judgment. And he begins to get us to a place in our lives where we feel unworthy to receive the things of God. But what you're going to find out today is your worth and your value isn't dependent on you. It's all dependent on what the Lord Jesus did. Now let me give you a couple little illustrations on this that I believe will help you. In Judges chapter 6, there was a man named Gideon. He was busy at the wine presses working. And the angel of the Lord showed up and said to Gideon, you mighty man of valor. Now the angel of the Lord called him, you mighty man of valor. But to a degree, Gideon looked around and said, you got the wrong guy. You got the wrong address. I'm not a mighty man of valor. Even though there's times the Lord has spoken this over many of us in this house. You're a mighty man. You're a mighty woman of valor. But we look and say, oh no, oh no, not me. And so this guy named Gideon, he says, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. He was from the tribe of Manasseh. And he said, my, my clan is the weakest in all Manasseh. And he said, on top of that, I'm the least in my father's house. See, oftentimes this is what we do with Father God. We say, I'm not a mighty man of valor. That's not who I am. But what would happen if we would do what I call self-talk? If we would begin to say about ourselves what God says about us. And when God says you're a mighty man of valor, what would happen if you started saying, I'm a mighty man of valor. I'm a mighty woman of valor. Fast forward to Samuel 9. There was a guy in this chapter named Mephibosheth who had been dropped. And because he had been dropped, he was lame. And this is what Mephibosheth said about himself. How could you love or like a dead dog like me? You know how much worth and value is upon a dead dog? None. And how many people in this house right now, we limp through life and we have the mentality, I'm nothing more than a dead dog. And some of you might be here right now and you have this thought, if I died today, would anyone even miss me? Why do we have that thought? I'm unworthy. Joshua chapter two. There's a woman in this chapter named Rahab. The Jews call her Rahab. I'm not Jewish, so I say Rahab. She's mentioned eight times in the Bible. Six of the eight times she's mentioned as Rahab the harlot. So it's very easy for us to get caught up in this life. And every one of us in here, we may have events in our life that they become our identity instead of what God says. 
You may not be Rahab the harlot. You may be Judy with a bad attitude. You may be Larry the liar. You may be Thomas the, the thief. But see, if I'm not careful, I begin to allow these words that identify my life to begin to shape me, and none of them have to do with who God says I am. One last one I'll mention is the prodigal son in Luke 15. This was a guy who became marked by prodigal living. When I look at this, the prodigal son, he had a God moment. And I believe to this day, God still has God moments with every one of us. We don't know when they're going to take place. Sometimes they're in the worst season of your life. And when God dealt with the prodigal son, you know where he was at? He was in the pig pen. He had gone down so far, he was in the pig pen. But the Bible says this, he came to himself. You know why he came to himself, I believe? Because he had a God moment. And when we have God moments, God is still in the business that he will take a mess and he'll make a miracle. But I've got to get back to the place where I understand oftentimes my worst enemy isn't the devil. My worst enemy is me. And when I allow my worst enemy to be me, what have I missed out? What have I opted out that God wanted to do in my life? But because I viewed myself as unworthy, I don't allow him to do this. Woo. So we got to change the labels. We got to change the labels. We got to allow the word of God. We got to allow God to change who we are. I am who he says I am. Turn to Philippians 4. Turn to Philippians 4. And this, this is an easy one. Many of you will recognize real quick where I'm at when I begin to read this. But I don't just want to read this today. Philippians 4.13. I pray that this gets in your heart. I pray this becomes a tattoo on the inside of you. I pray that there is an anointing from heaven that marks you with Philippians 4.13 today. Listen, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I can. The Passion Translation says, the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. The Message Translation says, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. So when I read, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, it's important to note the emphasis here is not so much on my achievements, but my willingness to allow Christ to sustain me in difficulties. Don't raise your hand on this. How many of you are going through any difficulties right now? Probably all of us. Every one of us in here. We have stuff that's going on. And this is where I go back to this, this God talk, this self-talk. That if God says I can do all things through Christ, why do I argue with God? God says I can, but we say, I can't. But God says I can. And so it's like at times we take a gavel and we stop and we punch it and we say, 
objection. And because we say, I can't, the objection's overrule, and we think, man, nothing's ever happened in my life. But what would happen if we begin to say what God says about me? I can do all things through Christ Jesus. He can help me. And so there's some things I want to put in you right now. And you got to get some self-talk, okay? And what I mean by that is you start saying about yourself what God says about you. Well, what does God say about me? Turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And this is uh, going to be a little bit lengthy here because every time I started looking at each verse, I thought, we got to hear this today, okay? We got to hear this over and over. Ephesians 2 verse 1. And you who made alive. And you, that's me and you. He made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. We were morally and spiritually dead. Yes, I was. So were you. In which you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So when you see the, the course of the world, it's, it's the sin of the world. And when he talks about the prince of the power of the air, you know who he's talking about? It's a title for the devil. And so I come under the dominion and the authority of the devil. That's who this is. But he says something interesting in verse 3. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh. Now, when I read verse 3 and I see... We all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh. We all. You know what that means? Every one of us. That my life was defined by sin. And you know how that took place? When you got born into this world, you came with the nature of sin. And some of you may say, no, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You know how I know that? How many of you ever took any classes to learn how to sin? How many of you ever went to the community college and you entered into lying 101? And then the next semester you took thieving 102. And then you really advanced to cursing 106, if that's possible. No, you think about this. No one ever taught you to lie. No one ever taught you to steal. No one ever taught you to cuss because that nature was on the inside of me. Do you know the only way you can change your nature is through Jesus Christ. That's the only way. How do you know that? Because I've tried to do stuff out of willpower how many of you have ever said, I'm, I'm going to make a, a pledge. I'm not going to cuss for a day. Did you make it a day? Probably not. So the apostle Paul says this. He said, the things that I desire to do, that's not what I do. But the things that I won't want to do, that's what I do. How many of you have ever been there? I've been there. 
I'd say out of my mouth, I'm not going to have a shot of whiskey all day. I'm not going to do it. And before long, it was bottoms up. And what I found out, that this nature of sin could not be changed until I received Jesus as Lord of my life. And it goes back to what I said earlier. When you receive Jesus as Lord of your life and you welcome him to move inside of you, something on the inside starts manifesting on the outside and there start being changes in your life. And you start looking and thinking, the things I used to do, now I don't not only not like to do them, I'm not doing them anymore. You know why? Because greater who's he on the inside of me than he that's in the world. Well, there's two or three of you that are happy. Finish verse three. The desires of the flesh and the mind and we were by nature children of wrath just as the other ones. The inevitable end of the sons of disobedience is the children of wrath. Now, leading up, it doesn't look real good, but get ready. Things begin to change. Verse 4. But God, you know, this is one of the most welcome words in the entire Bible. But God. Woo, I love that right there. But God still has God moments. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy. You should have shouted, praise God, he's rich in mercy. Because you know what mercy is? Mercy is I don't get what I deserve. I don't know about you. I'm thrilled that I don't get what I deserve. The Bible says that God's mercies are new every morning. You know why they're new every morning? Because we use them all up. Thank God for his mercy. Our God he is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us. And when did he love us? Even when we were dead in trespasses. You know, when you were still a sinner, God still loved you. He still loved me. And when God loves people, he pursues them. He goes after them. And so he goes on to say, and he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you've been saved. Ooh, so you look at two things. Salvation is a gift. So is grace. It's a gift. You know what you do with the gift? You just receive it. You just receive it. John, I bought you a box of Kleenexes for Christmas. What'd John do? He just received it. He didn't look at me and say, No, Pastor, I'm not worthy. No, I don't deserve that. Just received it. That's the same with Jesus. You don't get good to get God. You get God to get good. What did he say, Martha? Listen to the podcast. The goodness of God. He made us alive together in Christ Jesus. The only way I become alive is I give my heart to Jesus. Now, there's three togethers in here. You just read the first one. We've been made alive together. The second one in verse six, and he raised us up together. He raised the same power that raised Christ from the dead. He dwells in me. And he goes on to say the last one, and he made us sit together in heavenly places. Now, I'm gonna stop right there. 
to sit together in heavenly places. That means I get to walk in his authority. So he made us alive together. He raised us up together. And he made us sit together in heavenly places. And the reason I stopped right there, watch the last little phrase here in verse number six. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Now I encourage you to read Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Those are letters to the church. In those letters, what you'll begin to see is little phrases like, in Christ, in whom, with Christ. And every time there's a phrase like that, in Christ, that's who you are because of Jesus. That becomes my identity. So again, I am who he says I am. I can be who he says I can be. And I can do what he says I can do. But guess what? I'm in Christ. You're part of the family of God. How'd you get in there? All you did is received. I welcome you, Lord Jesus. So he goes on to say in verse seven, that in the ages to come, he might show you the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. When you're born again, this is what he's talking about. This is your inheritance. Kindness and grace. So I go to the Father God. Oh, Father God, I welcome your kindness and our grace. Verse 8, I gotta hurry. For by grace you've been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. It's just a gift. Just receive it, okay? Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Now watch this, watch this. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. That word workmanship right there literally means we are his masterpiece. You are a work in progress. When God looks at you, he says, that's my masterpiece. You're not a finished product. He's the potter, we're the clay. I'm his masterpiece. You know why I'm his masterpiece? I'm in Christ Jesus. So if I'm his masterpiece, why don't I just start agreeing with that? Why don't I just start I welcome that, Father God. Go to work in me, Lord. You know, when you give your heart to Jesus and you get born again, you come from bloodline of royalty. 1 Peter 2, 9 says, you are a royal priesthood. You are a chosen generation. Let me fill in some blanks right here. God wants you to become an agent of change. How does that happen? I am who he says I am. Revelations 12, 11 says, we overcome by the blood of the lamb. Woo, I stay under the blood. I'm an overcomer by the blood of Jesus. How long? As long as I'm on this earth, I'm an overcomer, so I do not have to live with identity crisis. I do not have to live with this bruised memory. I do not have to live in this rut, but I do have to start coming back where I believe I am who he says I am. I do start have to believe that his grace is sufficient for me, that he begins to move in my life. So your homework is when you start seeing all those phrases in Christ, with Christ, because of Start agreeing with the word of God. 
Start believing those things. So some of you, you got to start this week. You got to start these daily affirmations. Do you know uh, Matthew 12, 34 says, out of the abundance of the heart, my mouth speaks. Man, when I start finding out who God says I am, the devil gets nervous. So you begin to find scriptures that say, I'm an overcomer in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Behold, old things have passed away. All things have become new in him. I'm a new creation in Christ. Do you know then in 2 Corinthians 5 it says, I've been justified. You know what that means? I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Every time he sees me, he sees me as righteous. Do you know the Bible says I'm sanctified? He's declared me holy. I've been set apart. Psalms 107.2 says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Well, you, you ought to be skipping through your house, through your job, through wherever you're working out. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. You know what the word redeemed means? You've been repurchased. What have I been repurchased from? Poverty, sickness, and death. So therefore, I walk in divine life, divine health, divine blessings. You know why? Because Jesus said so. Amen. Jesus said so. See, I believe this. God is wanting to get us to a place that I got to like me. And to like me, I got to forgive me. And many times because of the events of life, I've become a prisoner of war to those, those events. God wants to set us free today. He wants you to walk out here today where, listen real close. If God forgives me of my sin, who am I to not forgive myself of my sin? Who am I to look at God and say, I'm so unworthy. Well, my worthy isn't based off of me. My worthy is based off of Jesus. Oh, I'm a son of God. I'm a son. You're, you're a daughter of God. I'm going to ask you to stand up today. Can I tell you a little secret? It's never too late to change. God's still in the business of having God moments with people. And I'm going to ask you to bow your head. Some of this stuff's not easy, but you know what? Just allow the Holy Spirit to move. My, my prayer all week is this. That the anointing of God would come in here. The power of the Holy Spirit would come in here. That you would be set free today. And when you leave today, you would look and say, I love myself because God created me this way. Just keep your eyes closed right there in the Bible because this is going to get real, real blessed today is how I'm going to title this. If you're here this morning, and you've had difficulties forgiving yourself, You know what those things are that have kept you bound. I welcome you right now. 
just make a step toward God and now what I mean by that I welcome you just come to the altar and say that's me and I've had a hard time forgiving myself come on there's a couple of you coming already we're not here to throw stones this is one of the most loving churches we're here to love you Thank you for your obedience. That's the anointing of God that's touching your heart. Just keep your eyes closed because God's not done at all. If you're here today and you've, you've battled like Gideon did when God said, you mighty man of valor had a tough time in your life and say that couldn't be me you 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 mighty daddy of valor you you mighty wife of valor and you reject it and you say objection overall that's not me but yet God has spoken that over you and you would not walk in that calling you would not walk in that destiny it's not too late that God is still calling men and women mighty men mighty women of valor. If that's you today, if you've had a hard time walking in dreams and visions because you felt like I'm the least in my father's house. If that's you, come forward. If you're here today that you've limped through life and you've struggled because you felt like I'm, I'm nothing more than a dead dog. If you're here this morning and you've had the thought, if I was to die, would anybody even miss me? Can I tell you today? That's not God, guys, who's whispering that to you. Our God is the John 10, 10 God. He's the God who said, I sent my son to give you life and that more abundantly. If that's you today, if you've struggled and I well, come on, okay? God's gonna set you free. God's gonna heal you. Remember the last analogy I gave. A woman named Rahab the harlot. And oftentimes the events of my life that have branded me, that have marked me, may not be Rahab the harlot but you may be David the divorcee you you may be a woman that you've allowed your life to be about the woman who, who, who had an abortion that's not who God says we are That's, that's not my identity in Christ Jesus. Oof. We were all sinners. We were all children of a nature. And it took me a number of years to get past. life of drunkenness 
I, I know what it's like to be identified by something that I'm not. I keep coming under the blood and I keep allowing Jesus to change who I am. And God's still in the business of taking messes and making miracles. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have our team, they're gonna sing today and I, I welcome our prayer teams down here. We wanna pray for you, we wanna stand with you, we wanna see God move. And so we release an anointing in here right now, Father God, that touches the brokenhearted, that, that heals ones that have been in a rut, that, that their memories have been bruised by evil, Lord, that you would do a work right now in Jesus' name. Go ahead, guys, sing. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.